0: So you are still listening to our pop-up radio and we are broadcasting live from Amaka Lodge where the youth parliament Zambia is having their national dialogue and right about now I'm joined by two friends of mine. Uh, this is Mr. Thompson and Nalisha. Hi guys and welcome to the pop-up radio. Hello. Thanks. Hi. Hey, thank
1: you very much for having us.
0: Oh, the, pre- uh, the pleasure is always us. Um... I must say that uh, for the past couple of years you know, young people have not been involved in active politics in Zambia and that's due to various reasons but of course an initiative like this one has been brought about to just see how best we can engage with young people and increase their numbers in parliament. How has the experience so far working with youth uh, for parliament in Zambia? Well,
1: well it, it's been overwhelming. I think the young people uh, want to meaningfully participate in uh, politics. As you know over the years youths have been reduced to being binkarders to throwing stones, to chanting slogans, and they have been used as tools of violence. So Youth for Parliament social movement uh, was formed as a response to the continued shrinking spaces of young people, where old politicians are taking advantage of young people, and young people have been dying. So we are trying to change the face of politics by ensuring that we inculcate in the young person a cultural and a mindset change so that the young, the young people can be able to realize that they are the leaders of today. They turn it, <laughs> they, they
0: mine it like lower
1: Zambia. <laughs> so, but what's important is for us as young people, to know that there is more that we can do we need to contribute to national development we need to be able to take keen interest in politics and this is what the youth for parliament 2019 national gathering is doing bringing on board different young people of like minds and sharing their stories to see that all of us we can be able to work together to ensure that come 2021 we get youths in parliament
0: all right thank you very much now b- before i get to Nalisha, well, who of course is a young person and obviously has got a lot to say in terms mm-hmm. of the experience and what she looks for to be the end results, because it's one thing to to have this dialogue but then the results are what matter yeah. for somebody who's listening to us and has no idea on the uh, the vicinities in which you cover when it comes to youth for parliament is this A training or a dialogue which is just for Lusaka residents, or maybe you've picked people from all provinces and some from districts from surrounding areas other than Lusaka. Have you, do you have a wide spectrum of young people? It's just Lusaka residents that are taking part in this dialogue.
1: So, Youth Parliament is the largest social movement in Zambia. We have a presence in all the 118 districts. The gathering which is happening today is has representatives from 111 districts from across the country so we have brought everyone who is mobilizing all the young people who are doing uh, something in relation to politics governance and civic uh, uh spaces we have brought all of them here and we're convening them and so we have people from nakonde people from Mm. Shangombo, people from cinda vubui Mm -hmm. uh, from uh, (laughs) zambezi east from chirundu from sesheke from nakonde mansa mwense kasama chipata so we have people coming from all of these areas and we have brought them together for this one day event to say look guys we know what we are doing but but what is the future for us how do we organize ourselves sustainably how do we see to it that all the efforts which all of us are doing in our respective districts in our respective constituencies and wards how do we complement how do we learn from each other mm-hmm. so youth for parliament has presence in all the districts in Zambia it's the largest so- social movement and it works on enhancing meaningful participation of young people in politics and in civic governance.
0: Very true, Mr. Thompson. And I must say that that's a very commendable job that Youth for Parliament is. Thank you very much. Because one thing that has been observed ever since the movement started is that one factor of unifying young people around. Because it's one thing for young people to just vie and want to be in Parliament. But it's something where it has not been a norm for the past number of years. So for them to just come up and spring forth and be in parliament they obviously have to create a network in which young people can support each other because if we do not support each other then it will be very difficult for us to achieve uh, a lot of numbers of young people come to 2021 and enter parliament so that's a very good initiative now speaking of young people Nale you are a young person that's taking part in this dialogue before we come to the proceedings of today What role do you play in your society to ensure that you engage with fellow young people and just uh, sustain them on the importance of young people and them being involved in governance?
2: Um, To start with, I'm a community mobilizer under Youth for Parliament. And I feel Youth for Parliament has really impacted in building my leadership skills because I'm capable of holding my leaders accountable, you know. Um, And I, I think I have the support from my fellow youth. Because if I need to to visit the councillor's office and he says he's busy, I can call Mr. Luzendi and say, okay, look, I'm, I, I want to hold this man accountable because he's not delivering in my community and he'll be able to advise me on how I can go about it. What most youth do not realize is shunning away from politics does not help them at all. You know, most youth shun away from politics because of various reasons. and others others are going to say I do not like talking about politics because of this, because of that. Because you do not want to talk about politics, no one is going to address the issue of unemployment in this country you still need to get up and participate. Thank
0: you very much. I think there's one important thing that has come out, one of the many important things that you said, the issue of accountability and this has been lacking in our country where you elect leaders and the only time you hold them accountable is when they come to campaign to you again. And you know that's a difficult thing that we've had to face in our country because obviously if you tell me why I didn't build that road and I promise you I'll build that road, the next time I come to campaign to you, I'll promise you that within the one year, if you give me a second chance, these are the problems I had. I'm going to rectify that. But the fact that Youth for Parliament empowers young people such as yourselves to just go out there and ensure that you find out what the civic leaders are doing in line to what they the, the promise to to the people is something that is very commendable. But on your interactions with the civic leaders themselves, the MP, the councillors, how has been the reception when you go there and finding out and try to find out, for example, what contributions they're making to society and whatnot has Have they been very receptive or it's a mixture of feelings? How has been the experience?
2: Um, For me, I would would say it has been a bad experience Mm -hmm. because, per se, leaders do not want to let go of this leadership position. Leadership is sweet. You know, once you are there, you do not want to leave that position. Uh, Three weeks ago, I visited the Member of Parliament's office Mm -hmm. and... Okay, don't mention. Yeah, name. no, I'm not going to mention his name. <laughs> his secretary his secretary almost refused to give me the platform to talk to him. And yet it is my right as a citizen, you know. And
0: as an electorate. Yeah.
2: As well. Um I talked to the MP and when we called him, he came with backup, you know. And it was very annoying for a citizen and a young person like me asking my counsellor questions that he is supposed to respond to and his backup supporters, his entourage are responding to, you know, it is is very bad and I feel if youths do not realise their potential to get out and participate and take up these leadership positions, we are not going to change as a country, we are not going anywhere. So youths need to get out and participate the need to wake up it is now or never quite very
0: impressive i'm impressed that you go as far as addressing counselors and mps in front of their insurance something that even meals and media personality would probably think twice. but of course it's because of the great works that youth for parliament keeps on doing in the lives of yeah. young people coming to the works and uh, trainings that you've received obviously for you to be a community mobilizer yeah. there's been a lot of works that and trainings yeah. that you've been involved and engaged in with yeah. youth for parliament has been it in terms of you as a person, what skills have you acquired? What kind of a person have you become ever since you joined Youth for Parliament compared to then when it comes to governance? Has your confidence increased or anything like that?
2: Um, I feel my confidence has increased because I'm able to speak to a crowd, and it doesn't matter what language you use. You know, uh, I used to I used to fear speaking in a crowd because probably I'm going to mix up the LRA syndromes. You know. But I just realized saying, you start with the bomb, you end with the bang. So if you, if you just approach the people and tell them what they want to hear and what they want to know, you know, it is very easy to communicate. It doesn't matter what language you're going to use and what's not. Youth for Parliament has really helped me as a young person uh, in terms of leadership skills um, come 2021. My face will be on that ballot paper. Too
0: much, too much, too much. That's, that's very good. And I must say, speaking of leadership, your leadership, like you said, has improved. And one thing I could say is that you are a very good public speaker. Because you know, it's one thing when you just pull off people and put them on radio and they're going to speak like you. You don't find that every day. And I must say that Youth for Parliament is obviously prou- proud of young people like you. Now, coming back to you, Mr. Thompson, um, after this national dialogue, what next? After you engage young people, and then we find what next steps you want to take? Obviously, there's you are obviously evaluating the activities you've done for, 2nd, for 2018, right? And obviously, what young people expect. Uh, sorry, 2019, and what young people expect come 2020. And of course, we're going to see a lot of campaigns starting even in 2020, even though the campaign periods are not are not open. What do you aim at achieving come 2020 that is different from what you've done in
1: 2019? Yes. So uh, the large part of the morning was uh, taken up. Uh, on uh, reporting for what the organization has done uh, successes uh, challenges Mm -hmm. and uh, all the delegates who have come for the national gathering then delved into questions and clarifications and and, and comments of how far the organization has uh, has come. So the conversation that we will be having this afternoon is the what next what happens, how do we move because we have operated for one year and and we have presented this report. So the young people who've come from all the districts now need to discuss what next, what do we do, what kind of programmes are we going to do next year. So our hope as the central command team members is that this gathering, once it is concluded today, we should be able to know the next steps of Youth for Parliament in terms of structural adjustments, in terms of programmes that we are going to, 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 to to do in terms of what partners are we going to work with for 2020 and for 2021 because we want to plan for the next two years so that when we leave here, when we come next year and we are meeting at the second national gathering for youth for for parliament, we would be able to be held accountable. So this gathering is going to set targets, to say these are the targets for the movement. When we meet next year, we 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 there there should be a check and a balance to say last time we met at Amaka Lodge, we agreed ABCD. What have we done? If we have not done much, where have we? What have we failed? What challenges? So our aim is that by and large, when all is said and done, we should be able to have a clear Roadmap of the programmes and activities and initiatives, inclusive of partners that we are going to work with, and programmes that we'll do as Youth for Parliament in 2020 and in 2021. I'm very happy that so far the conversations are going very well, and the input and the feedback and the and the comments which are coming from the delegates are so overwhelming, and and I'm I'm seeing us having very good resolutions coming from this. Uh, gathering. So I think the future looks very youth, it looks very young and I think good things are ahead. But even me, I'm awaiting for the what next because these are the discussions that are happening Get out right out now. Go. But I hope that you'll be around uh, pre- preferably until that time when resolutions would have started flowing. Then we'll probably have people coming and sharing one or two resolutions that w- would have been agreed
0: before you take leave very impressive mr thompson i might say that as you are speaking i was seeing my face on the ballot paper (laughs) but then i decided to stick (laughs) to the microphone in my headsets because this is the only thing i know Best have to do uh the hashtag for this dialogue is the get out right yes the get out campaign and one thing that i've that has come to to my attention is the the, the spectrum of young people that have got it. i think it's 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 one that is very diverse and it comes from different sectors of societies i've seen community leaders there are young people that do matter of sexual uh, sorry sexual and productive health and rights social accountability when it comes to governance there are also union leaders i think i've seen the, the former kobusu president i'm aware as well that the former UNS2 president is, 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 is actually coming and is, is is well as well as the current one, Mr. Chadwick Mumba. Now, coming to you, Nalishebo, how does this experience benefit you knowing that it's not just young people in governance, but there are young people who are trying to get in governance, young people in different sectors of the field? Because when you talk about politics and governance, it's not just about obviously making it to parliament, it's about having the right people mm-hmm. go to parliament. But at the same time, not everybody else knows everything. So what's the importance of having young people with different mindsets and from different fields come together and just share ideas on how best they would lobby and increase their numbers in Parliament?
2: Um, it's, it's a great thing because we have different minds and different people from different backgrounds, you know. Um, if we are going to say we want to elect a member of Parliament for a certain area, at least someone from Shangombo will be able to advise saying okay if you come to my area and you want to stand as a member of parliament this is how you have to do it this is how people want it to be done in Shangombo if you come to Lusaka, I'm from Lusaka, if you come to Lusaka and you say okay in my in my community people need this you know uh, people are facing different things in their areas so it is it is it is good that we have different minds and we have different people from different backgrounds to to participate in these conversations
0: all right all right. now before i let both of you go mm. a quick one mr thompson now uh should be during the 2011 general elections if my uh, Mind sets me right. The the female folks of our nation, or rather, the our, our women, had a campaign where they were lobbying not to support any political party that nominated less than thirty uh, percent of their candidates to stand for different uh, constituency elections that were less than female. So, so we wanted thirty percent minimum representation in terms of candidates to stand as uh, as female candidates in each and every political party if they want to support them. And we saw a lot of angels come on board and. Add voice to that as well. Is there any anything that we're looking at come 2021 where you would at least give a threshold, or maybe a minimum standpoint to say we are not interested of of taking young people without, of course, going through the entire process in parliament. They have to start with elders, of course, that to go there. But is there anything where you might even lobby for a threshold to be put? Let's say if every po- political party at least dominates, not less than forty percent of young people. Then there an idea like that is likely to come out so that if at all the young people don't make it to parliament, then we know that we did our part or maybe there's we need to just go back to the drawing board and see how it would work out. But as it stands now, you know, you find that young people even those that stands for parliamentary seats right now, you find Expensive for them to run for elections, once one they do not have the necessary funds. So, if I maybe 10 out of the 100 and over 150 have mm-hmm. young people standing, and maybe only two or one of these young people win. Because when you talk of young people, we're looking at those below the age of 35, not somebody's 50 at them, young at heart. That doesn't <laughs> apply. Yeah, do. so is there anything like a threshold that you might come up as well to lobby with your campaign?
1: Uh, that's a very good question. Last year we signed uh, a social contract mm-hmm. with uh, the PF, the UPND, the MMD, UNIP, Green Party, FDD, ADD uh, and UNIP where the, their secretary generals made commitments to adopting at least five young people in each province ah, and of which three need to be women. So we are looking at a situation where in Lusaka we have seven constituencies, so the PF said they are going to adopt at least five. Mm -hmm. And I think last year they had some news that these constituencies are going to be broken up and we are going to have more constituencies. With the delimitation which is happening now, uh, Lusaka province will probably have 12 Mm constituencies and these political parties are saying. They signed a contract that in each province on their ticket, they will have at least five young people contesting as MPZ in some constituencies. The Copper Belt has got 24 constituencies, and there's no young person. Sad. All the constituencies there uh, 23 for the PF, one for uh, 22 for PF, one for NDC, and one for uh, UPND. UPND there's no young person there from all the 24 so it doesn't make sense and this is why for us when we signed that social contract where they, they said in every province they'll be adopting five young people to context that was a good baseline to start from but what we want to do also is that we want that as we go to, 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 to 2021 20, we want to see uh, young people being adopted
0: as councillors. Thank you very much. Now, under thirty seconds, uh, Nalisiwe, your last word to young people in terms of their participation and and in governance. What's your encouragement to what's What's your encouragement to the young the young person out there listening to you right now, who's not interested in governance? What word would you have for them?
2: Uh, if they are not interested in governance and no, all, at least they should they should get out and register next year. Then mm-hmm. come twenty twenty one. Let them get out and support their fellow youth, so that we can build a meaningful future for ourselves.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Naishawo for making it to our radio show. But, of course, don't get going now. We're still having some good time. Obviously, uh, you are with your fellow young people, right? And you're in, I almost said you are in the for how many days because probably because <laughs> of this same thing that yeah, you, yeah. I've been taught to say. There are a lot of young people coming from... Uh,
2: Different. Different areas. So, what? What's the takeaway message after this whole entire event? Um, I feel all of us gathered here, here, all of us youth gathered here. We have we have a role to play in our societies. Cause basically, if I leave this, if I leave this event, I need to go back to my area and influence my fellow young people to participate. If they do not want to participate, at least let them register and vote okay. in twenty twenty one.
0: No, thank you very much, Shewa, and God bless. So there you have it, that was Nelly Shewa and Mr Thompson will be back yet again with more young people and seeing what contribution they're making to governance. Keep it here on SCF Pop Up way